Hello, and welcome to the Newbie Dentist Podcast, the safe place for newbie dentists to connect, collaborate, learn, and grow. The Newbie Dentist Podcast aims to provide high-quality and high-value content for all the newbie dentists out there. With your host, Dr. Omerizami. Hello and welcome back for another episode of the Newbie Dentist Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Omid Azami, and I am pumped to be here with dental student extraordinaire, Brandon Walker. Uh, Brandon is a D2 student at the University of Washington School of Dentistry, and he's uh, kind enough to give an hour of his time on his vacation uh, to come talk to us today. So Brandon, how are you doing? Thanks for coming on. Yeah, doing great. Hey, thanks for having me, man. Appreciate it. All right. So uh, give me a little bit of your story. I know you have a pretty cool background. Uh, just, you know, looking through your Instagram story, it looks like you're involved with the military for a while. Um, and now you've kind of gone back to school after a few years. So uh, if you can just, you know, give us a quick, uh, you know, two or three minute uh, little origin story about yourself, and then uh, we'll take things from there. Yeah, sure. So uh, yeah, absolutely. I joined the uh, United States Marine Corps uh, back in 2005, kind of on a whim. I uh, best friend at the time said he was taking off and joining the Marines. And I said, nah, I'm going to go with you, man. Can't leave me behind like that. So, yeah. uh, you know, went down to boot camp in San Diego, um, started off uh, an amazing 10 years uh, in the Marines uh, doing signals intelligence, which was, you know, a pretty cool field for me because I've always been kind of a tech geek. Um, you know, I grew up in high school uh, down in Oregon, yeah. uh, playing with computers uh, doing a lot of photography um, and just kind of, you know, staying in my own little world, I guess, so to say, of, you know, kind of what interests me. I was never a jock. I was never kind of uh, into sports. I was never really the popular guy. So I was just into like kind of fiddling with things and yeah. and really just kind of curious. So, you know, I got to travel the world. Uh, I spent a lot of time uh, over in the Pacific. So a lot of time down in the jungle in the Philippines, um, over in Japan. Nice. Uh, did about uh, three months on ship with the Navy for a little while and then uh, ultimately ended up uh, over in Africa uh, doing some cool stuff over there. So, um, you know, a lot of my time in service was spent uh, doing a lot of humanitarian aid work. Uh, you know, down in the Philippines, we were building schools, building roads, digging wells, uh, doing a lot of medical and, and dental uh, aid work down there. And I was, I became very uh, involved with the culture. I, I, it just fascinated me to kind of get to know the culture down there and learn yeah. the language down there. So they really utilized me to interpret for the doctors who were working down there. And that's kind of how I got involved in the, in the whole world of dentistry. Which that's is awesome. And when did you, right um, when did you, is this like right after high school or is this like you've already done your bachelor degree and then you've gone over? You know, I, I went kind of straight into college right after high school. Yeah. I thought I wanted to go in and, uh, you know, be a uh, web designer. So I went down to the Art Institute for a little while and realized yeah. it wasn't for me. Um, mm -hmm. And that's when I kind of took off and uh, got that awesome art school dropout degree. <laughs> in so Every success story starts with that, I feel like. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> okay, so you did that and then uh, you went off uh, to do the whole marine thing. And then um, when, uh, like, did this whole idea of dentistry, like, sort of, I know you said you were helping out with the dentists and uh, doctors while you're, while you're out there. Um, is that when you sort of realized, like, maybe this is what I want to be doing uh, for the rest of my life? Or when did that sort of start? Yeah, you know, I was really passionate about it. And, um, you know, I had, a, I had a great time doing it. I just loved kind of being out and interacting with people. Um, kind of in the, it's interesting in the intel field, you know, 
whether, you know, the Marines, you can either be kind of on the tactical side of things out there in the field working like I was, or you can be on the back end of things doing the analysis work kind of in an office sitting at a desk. And I had the opportunity to do both to kind of split my time five years doing the tactical side and five years doing the analyst side. And that last five years really kind of made me think like, man, I'm not interacting with any people. I'm just yeah. sitting behind a computer all the time. I could really miss what I used to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, at the same time, I had a lot of experience while I was in as a dental patient myself. So I felt like I had a lot of empathy um, and a lot of experience in that sense to kind of give back. And yeah. when I met my wife, she was like, hey, you know, I don't know if, you know, this life that you're living right now is the best thing for you. Have you ever thought of going into dentistry? You know, you, it seems like you'd be, you know, you'd flourish in dentistry. And I said, you yeah. know what? I think you're right. And I think I'll do that. So I, you know, took off from there and I just went for it. That's awesome. It's a good wife to have. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So, um, so you started a couple, so, uh, in just 10 years that you're with the, with the military, with the Marine Corps, um, did you, did you do your, like your bachelor degree in that time? Or is this something like you've started everything like from scratch after you finished up with them? You know, I was lucky in the Marines to be afforded, um, tuition assistance while I was active duty. Yeah. Um, so I utilized, you know, every bit of that, that I could, uh, whenever I could, it was easier when I was doing desk work because I could kind of do my, my work on the side. And then at lunchtime, do some of my homework, um, and partition it out. Um, but yeah, absolutely. I I did my whole undergrad in public health while I was active duty and I kind of crammed that into the last two years of, of my enlistment. Um, and then I had to obviously go through a whole, probably about a year of, uh, prerequisites at the actual university. Yeah. Um, so that's when I kind of transitioned out of the Marines, um, moved in with my wife and, uh, just went for it, you know, full time, all science prereqs, you know, with absolutely using the GI bill that, you know, I signed up for back, I don't know, 10 years ago, I never thought I'd use. So, yeah. So, so that's a pretty intense year that you had to go through to get in. Um, so now that you're in, um, uh, I mean, I just recently came across your page um, and it seems like you're doing a lot of cool stuff. Um, so, and it seems like you have a lot on the go and, and you have some you know, big plans and a lot of vision for where you want to be like after you graduate. Um, and that's pretty cool. And that's why I'm excited to talk to you and I want to sort of dive into that a little bit. Um, so just to give you a bit about my background. So I, um, like I grew up in Canada and I, I did my undergrad here as well. And then um, I actually wanted to do medicine for the longest time. A lot of dentists, I feel, have that, share that story. So... Um, I applied here and I got waitlisted like, uh, two years in a row. And then finally I was like, man, I don't want to like waste more time. Like I was wanting to get into somewhere. So I applied to Australia to do medicine. Um, so I got into medicine there and then, uh, just like a month later. So literally like the application form, like it was like MD and then it's like tick a box for DDS. And I was like, I oh, might as well just like no extra fee. I'll just put that as well. <laughs> um, so then, like a month later I, I get into dentistry and I was like, man, I've, I'd never thought about it. I'd never like spend a day shadowing anyone. Um, uh, but luckily, like my best friend's dad was a dentist. So I went over to his house one day. We sat down, uh, did like a bit of like a, like a mind map uh, for laying out like our vision for the next, you know, like, you know, sure. five, 10, 15, 20 years. Um, and yeah, just like I left the, like over one, you know, afternoon, I decided yeah, I was going to do dentistry. So I got lucky that I actually do enjoy it. Like now that I got into it and I do enjoy it, um, like I love what I do. And I think it's such a um, broad potential like what you can be doing within within uh, our profession so um my vision initially when i was in dental school uh, was like more so like to the business side of things um so i was really heavy into like uh you know dentalpreneur podcasts like mark costas 
um, the shared practices podcast, even like Howard friend did like this uh, 30 day dental MBA thing that I was like, just listening to like gospel, like walking to school every day. But now that I've come out of school, uh, my wife is, do, uh, she's, uh, just graduated from her, uh, MD program. So I'm a bit up in the air in terms of like where we're going to be long-term cause we're trying to see where she's going to get into for residency for next year. Uh, so I've kind of pivoted in the last, you know, like six months, um, to wanting to be like a good dentist. So like my, my ambitions changed a little bit from like, I want to be successful, like in the business world to like, I want to be like a good dentist and like, and be successful doing procedures. So I'm trying to, you know, started an Instagram page. I started this podcast to talk to people like yourself to get, you know, motivated and get inspired, um, to do better work. So that's where I'm at right now. So I want to see, um, as a dental student right now, um, you're in second year, which is like super cool. I mean, obviously you're a bit of a mature student, so, um, you're, priorities are different to maybe like a 25 year old who's kind of just you know having fun and and uh trying to get through um so i'm curious like what's like what's your vision like what do you what are you working towards i know you have your website which is cool like not many people dental students have their own website going uh not many people have an instagram page that are, that are posting cases with the quality that you're posting which i'm really impressed by um so talk to me a little bit about your vision like what do you want to do like when you graduate what do you want to do five years out ten years out sure yeah um you know, the one thing I love about dentistry is that I can kind of tie in, you know, all of my little talents kind of into yeah. one thing and kind of just focus all of my energy, you know, all into one place. And so, you know, I never, I never really thought that, you know, I was going to go and go to dental school and, um, you know, be really good at it. In fact, when I applied to dental school, I actually thought that I was like way behind, you know, all of the younger students who had been like doing academia, like since they were born and, um, you were probably way smarter than me and, you know, I was way behind the, cu the curve academically and I had to do a lot of catching up, but, um, you know, it, I guess it goes back to the mentality of the Marines is that we just try to take like everything that we're given and make the most out of it. Um, and so since I started dental school, I've just been, you know, trying to learn as much as possible, um, not just to become a good clinician, but to become, you know, a better person yeah. and part of part of that, I guess it goes back to like the Instagram side of doing things as I've learned over time is that, you know, when you put yourself out there online, um, and you sit there and you critique yourself, but you also let other people critique you yeah. too. Um, that's probably the best way to get better at doing something. I just imagine myself like in a cave somewhere, like doing dentistry yeah. and like, you know, just looking at my work and just being like, okay, yeah, that looks awesome, but never letting anybody else see it. Um, so, you know, taking my photography skills and my, my, my hobby of, I mean, I've just had this huge passion for photography my That's whole awesome. life, taking that and applying it to dentistry, you know, and I'm not really seeing patients. I'm not, um, you know, I'm not really interacting with patients in terms of, you know, doing restorative work or whatever. I'm down in the preclinic, yeah. but I'm photographing my stuff as I go. And I'm always maintaining that mindset as if, you know, my mannequin down there or my dentiform down there is a real patient. Um, and so that I can always keep that mindset. So once I get up in the clinic, you know, I'm ready to rock and roll and I can give them the best treatment that's possible. And, I, and that really comes back to being, you know, a patient myself and receiving some really good care and also receiving some really questionable care. So I always told myself, you know, when I'm a dentist, I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that the patient that's in my chair gets the best that they can mm -hmm. get, um, you know, given all the circumstances. That's awesome. So. Cause I, I was like, so when I was in preclinic, I was kind of like an assembly line. I just like, I spent so much money on teeth. Like I would just like motor through and be like, no, nah, that's not good enough. And I'll do another one. Um, but I like it. I like it, man. Like I really appreciate it. 
uh, now that I'm out and I'm you know taking some pictures as well and posting them up online. Uh, initially, when I started the page, because I thought on Instagram like everything's perfect, right? Like everyone's posting like good work or. Um, so I was like, man, I'm just going to post like my stuff that I do. Like, it's not perfect. Like I'm just like a new grad myself. Um, and just like everyday stuff, like not necessarily like full mouth rehab or like if I take a tooth out and it looks pretty cool, like I'll post it. Or if I do like a cavity prep or a root canal or whatever, I'll post it. Um, and it's, it's been good. I've had some, you know, people message me and they're like, I appreciate you just putting like everyday stuff. That's not like spectacular. or It's not like fantastic photography, uh, for like the everyday guy. Right. So, um, but it's cool. I really appreciate what you're doing. And, um, it's exciting that, you know, you have that uh, quality control like within yourself to like do amazing work right away. Cause I think a lot of times, and I find this right now is too, cause I'm working by myself a lot. Um, cause there's no one there to check your work. Right. So it's very hard to like maintain that. Like it's not even like immoral, like to do like, you know, you don't have a perfect margin, but you know yourself it's not perfect. And if, if you don't uh, care enough, I guess a lot of people don't those like, that's fine. It'll just like cement it on and, on and off the patient goes. But um, right, it's good yeah. that you have this mindset early on and I hope, I hope you maintain it as you, as you go through and, and keep doing good work. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, well, it all comes down to, you know, and you know that I, you know, you know that I, uh, am friends with, uh, Dr. Bedrosin yeah. and we talked about that for a little yeah. while. Um, you talk to him for like 30 seconds in person. And if you don't have an Instagram page, then like you will right after that conversation. Yeah. Um, he's just a super motivating guy. He's an awesome mentor. Um, and he makes, uh, he makes you really realize that like critique is super important and you're right. Like I think regardless of what dental school you go to, there's always going to be um, a time where you just don't have faculty or you don't have, you know, upperclassmen to come and take a look at your work. And I think I've really benefited from that. You know, it's, you gotta be resourceful in a sense. And, and not only does like taking photos of my work kind of make me step back and just like take a break and kind of really just look at it. Um, but it also allows me to post it and get feedback from, I mean, just incredible professionals in the field throughout the whole entire world. I have people, you know, instant messaging me, you know, saying, Hey, you know, your denture setup looks good, but your canine could be tweaked a little bit. Um, Hey, your wax up looks really good, but you're kind of missing this. Mm -hmm. And I just like look at it and I go, dang, I didn't even notice that. I didn't. <laughs> That's so cool though. You know, That's like, so cool that we have so. that. Like, um, I can't, it's such a like powerful thing. Like the Instagram thing. Like, um, I know like I started doing it in like dental school too and like posting some stuff. Um, and people were like, initially they were like teasing me a little bit about it and like no one cares, blah, blah, blah. But like, it's incredible. Like, like you said, like you, like you're a dental student, um, and in Seattle and you like post a case and then some guy in like London, London, UK will look at it and, and he's like a, leading cosmetic dentist and you'll like take the time to comment on your stuff like uh the connection that we have in that community is like so so important and so powerful and i think um dentistry as a whole is getting so much better because of it because there's people like that wouldn't have necessarily access to anyone who's that specialized um without social media and, and they get to like in some remote parts of the world and um there's people like in you know like vietnam and like thailand and stuff now they're like doing incredible work and they're sharing it and they're sharing ideas so I think it's a powerful tool and it's cool that you're jumping on so early. So I think it's going to be really uh, advantageous for your like career as you sort of like go along. So um, have you thought about like specializing at all or anything like that? Or like, I know it's pretty early days still, like, you're not in the clinic yet to know what you like and don't like necessarily, but um, do you have that mindset of like, I want to be a specialist or not, or not sure yet? Um, you know, it's funny. I, 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 people tell me and people joke with me at school, all, all my, all my buddies at school joke around with me and, Hey, Prostodonis. Hey, Prostodonis. <laughs> yeah. You know, just 
Cause I guess I have that like anal mentality of like everything has to be perfect and everything has to be just right before, you know, I take a photo or before I turn it in yeah. or something. Um, and I absolutely have an affinity for prosthodontics for sure. Um, you know, but at the same time, you know, I'm at a point in my life where like, I'm just super excited to do general dentistry. Mm -hmm. And I like to have the freedom to kind of like move back and forth. You know, I love operative, but I also love fixed pros, yeah. you know, I love making dentures. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, I don't want to get stuck in one area at the same time. Like I'm also a huge outreach guy. Mm -hmm. um, eventually I, I want to move out of the city and, and get out kind of in the countryside and really go where dentistry is truly That's needed. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and so I don't necessarily, you know, want to lock myself in to somewhere. And I also want to kind of be somewhere where I'm still going to be able to be successful, but give patients, you know, the services and the treatments that yeah. they need. So, um, you know, I, it's, it's always up in the air. I never, you know, or never push anything aside. I think we'll um, like the, so I did a podcast with uh, Dr. Bajosian and uh, his partner with the uh, like pros three, six, five Ryan. Uh, so Ryan worked for a while. So Ryan had a practice, you he, he owned a practice. He worked for like six or seven years before he went into pros. So um, I think that's the cool thing about specializing too, is you don't have to necessarily like, you know, go straight out of dental school. You can work for a while. And then after a few years, you know, you're like, no, I, I'm really passionate about certain discipline and I want to just do that for the rest of my life type thing. Um, so it's never too late, which is pretty cool. So you can always go back and do that. Yeah. So how does the wife feel about like, I'm having that same, cause I, I work in the city right now and it's like pretty saturated and I feel like I could be doing more. And I'm always like, man, if I just like move to like, you know, like a smaller city or get away from, you know, the big urban centers. Um, but yeah, like having a partner is like a bit tricky as well. Cause they got to be on board obviously with that whole, whole thing. And, and they're going to have work out yeah. there. Like, uh, what does your wife do? Like, is she pretty flexible in like moving rurally or? Yeah. My, my wife's always been super supportive yeah. of, you know, everything that I've been doing, which is awesome. And she's, she's actually an optometrist. Oh, nice. So she's kind of, she's been through the whole ordeal and, and she knows the drill. Um, but at the, you know, at the same time, you know, she knows kind of my background, my history. Um, and, and she knows kind of, you know, what I'm looking at going forward. So, you know, I've told her like, I want to go out way like rural <laughs> Washington, just like be in the middle of nowhere practicing yeah. dentistry. And she's like, no, no, we're not going to do that. I got to be like close to like a Thai grocery yeah. store. Right. So, um, but, but she's given me two hours or so outside okay. of Seattle, you know, yeah, yeah, I can work with that. So, and, you know, and we're still, we always go back and forth about where we want to go and what we want to yeah. do and kind of, you know, her and I, we, we want to kind of make a, you know, start a joint practice together. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and kind of like, you know, split it yeah, up. Share and reception and think. yeah. Exactly. So, you know, we have, we have ideas, but I, you know, I spent, I spent a month over in Montana working with, uh, with, with a dentist in, you know, super rural Montana. Yeah. And, you know, the opportunities out there are incredible, but if you spend enough time out there, you realize like these, these people need dentists in these areas. And, you know, I, I don't know, just for me, I feel <clears throat> with where I am in my life, it's almost for me, it's irresponsible to like stick around into the city yeah. where it's super saturated with, and there's dentists everywhere and everybody <laughs> has their own dentist. Yeah. Like I want to go out and like be where it's needed, um, you know, so that, you know, I can go home at the end of the day and, you know, feel like, you know, yeah, it's so different, there. man. Like, I think you feel like you feel like a doctor, you know, like when you're out there and you're like providing a service, whereas I feel like if you're in the city, like you're always like part businessman, part doctor, and you're kind of, 
your thoughts are like 50 50 split between like marketing and like social media and like what's my numbers whereas if you're like out in the country like you're not worried about that kind of thing i think you're just you're busy enough and then you're just like like solely focused on like providing a service for the community and that's like that's that's like an amazing experience because the the uh satisfaction from that must be like so much better it is much better than like being in the city and just kind of doing like a couple of veneers here and there some whitening like you're not really like putting any of your skills to use necessarily you're not helping anyone right like i mean um so i think it's it's pretty cool and i think it's uh i think it's something that most people should experience at least for a a few years in their career because i think it's it's pretty pretty valuable yeah, I mean, I don't think it's for everybody. I mean, you know, when you go and, you know, the, especially if you're young, you know, and I was young <laughs> once, right? <laughs> like, I'm 33 yeah. almost, but, uh, you know, I was 22 or 23 years old at, at some yeah. point. And I remember, like, wanting to be in the middle of it yeah. all, you know, where all the excitement is and where there's things to yeah. do. And, you know, like, you're still kind of experiencing life uh, and and learning what what's out mm-hmm. there. So. You know, I don't, I don't hold it against anybody who wants to stick around close to the cities and, and practice anything. Regardless of where you are, you're going to be helping yeah. people. You know, but for me, at my, the point in my life, you know, I'm ready for something quiet. And, yeah. uh, you know, just, just like being out in the middle of nowhere excites me because I feel like I'm on my own. Like if I don't figure out like what I need yeah. to do, then I got to send somebody six hours away, you know, to, to get treatment. And, and maybe they need that, but I think uh, it's a little bit more exciting yeah. in, in yeah, a sense. For sure. All right. So talk to me a little bit about, uh, you just posted up recently um, that you got, you're like the first dental student to get accepted into this uh, Washington State Dental Association Leadership uh, Program or Institute. Um, so tell me a little bit about that side of things and, and what your uh, hopes are with like organized dentistry. I know that's something that you mentioned you're pretty passionate about. Um, so what do you want to do with that? And uh, what do you hope to like gain from that and want to give from that as well? Yeah. Um, you know, I was telling you earlier, you know, the Washington state dental association kind of took me under their wing really early on when I started dental school, you know, I applied to their mentorship program and was paired up with a, just an outstanding mentor who, you know, has the same hobbies as me. He's a, he's an air force nice. yeah. uh, dentist and, um, is just, just a, just a great guy overall. He's been giving me just so much advice and so much knowledge, uh, from the get go that, you know, I just felt like, you know, what, what he was doing with the WSDA and with organized dentistry and with advocacy was right in line with what I wanted to do. You know, we both have that military background where we just want to to put our foot down and like stand up for something that's greater than ourselves. So, um, you know, that, that motivates me to do it. But at the same time, like I have that 10 years of leadership experience from the Marines that kind of puts me in a really good position to utilize, you know, where I've been, what I've learned. Um, to, you know, to push things forward and to make sure that our, the, you know, the integrity of our profession is preserved into the future. You know, I want my kids, you know, to grow up and, you know, be able to receive, you know, outstanding dental care. And I don't want anybody to, or anything to compromise their ability to yeah. do that. Um, so that's what really motivates me to get involved and kind of raise my voice and, and use my background and experience to, uh, you know, get the information out there for others to, you know, to uh, do whatever they need to do with. The uh, Leadership Institute is, um, you know, something that's designed for practicing dentists. But as a guy who kind of likes to bend the rules, I decided, well, why not? I'm going to apply to this thing and see what they do. Um, I was, um, I was surprised to find out that, you know, out of 13 applicants, you know, I was chosen um, uh, to be one of the six that goes forward. Um, and, and really it's, it's a great program that exposes, um, 
you to uh, the number of leadership opportunities that are available in organized dentistry, specifically through the WSDA. Um, just doing the work to preserve uh, the profession. Um, and, and of course, a, a great deal of what we do is kind of centered on Washington State. But as you know, you know, things that happen in certain areas of the world or even in the United States tend to set precedences. Sure. Yeah. So, you know, um, it, it's just cool to be part of something that's bigger than yeah. just dentistry, I guess, and, and to have that exposure to so many outstanding leaders and mentors. You know, again, it just, it just, it's just utilizing everything that's available, um, you know, at our fingertips to become, you know, a better me, I yeah. guess. And also to, to help other people become uh, better versions of themselves. I think the only thing that I really, the only reason I really do anything that I do, the only thing, I, the only reason I really put you know, any content out and put any content up is because I want to motivate and I want to encourage people um, to love what they do as much as I love what yeah. I do. So, you know, I'm just kind of trying to do everything I can to, to make that possible. That's awesome, man. And um, what about within the dental school? Like, are you looking to take on some like leadership or mentorship? Uh, I know you're just in second year now, but as you sort of go through and um, get into become a, like a senior dental student, um, do you have any ideas about if you want to implement anything within the school or is there something already in place? Because uh, I know in my school, like, so I graduated from University of Melbourne, we had, uh, it wasn't implemented too well. I wish it was a bit more in, uh, well thought out. Uh, but we did start sort of like a, in my year, we started like a mentorship thing where like, you know, like a fourth year would mentor like a second year entering the clinic for the first time type thing, uh, especially for the first few sessions. Like we would go assist for them and like help them out in the clinic type thing. So um, is there anything like, like you want to incorporate within your dental school or is there something already in place that you want to be involved with or? Uh, well, the WSDA mentorship program has kind of been in place for a couple of years, um, but it's kind of trickled down um, in terms of involvement with the school. And so, you know, one of my immediate goals really is to kind of reinvigorate that and reestablish, uh, you know, the relationship between the WSDA and the school, because they have so many resources available to students um, that students don't even know about. Yeah. Um, and I've benefited from them because, you know, I just have the curiosity to kind of reach out there and see what's there yeah. and, and, and gather it all. But, you know, I want everybody else to benefit from it the same way that I do. So, you know, we're talking about ways to where we can kind of reinvigorate um, and kind of bulk up the mentorship program so that uh, students can, can really take advantage of their mentors yeah. and the opportunities that are available to them, not just within the school, but outside of the school. Um, you know, I'm really involved in the Washington Academy of General Dentistry. They have an outstanding uh, program um, not far from the school, and they, they open up uh, continuing education That's awesome. uh, yeah, courses really to, for free, for free yeah. to students. And that's another thing that I feel like students don't take advantage of that. You know, you go into dental school and you kind of just take the curriculum that they're giving you. Some of it is kind of, you know, yeah. dated. Some of it's really dated and, and some of it's current, yeah. but I found a lot of really, I mean, I found a lot of benefit going to these CE courses and just kind of putting everything that I'm learning at the school into perspective. Um, Cause there's just fascinating speakers that come and give excellent courses on, you know, composite dentistry or aesthetic dentistry or uh, you know, root canals, whatever. And you just don't 
really get that when you're in and especially when you I mean, if you remember back in high school and you're like learning algebra yeah. and you're like when am I ever going to use this I in my life <laughs> yeah exactly I, like I feel like that way sometimes in yeah. general school I'm saying I'm like when am I ever going to use this but if you go out and like you spend some time out in the community whether you're doing outreach or you're at these CE courses you see where all of it kind of comes into mm -hmm. play and um, you know I think like what every dentist school needs is somebody who can kind of draw in all of those resources actively and make them like super available to the students because you get emails all day long about opportunities yeah. going on. There's all kinds of groups at the school who are doing all kinds of yeah. stuff and it's all great. But when you're like just starting school and you get an email, it comes across, it's like, yeah, you know, free course, free AGD course, or Hey, mentorship program, sign up. You're like, what the heck does this mean? Why do I even need yeah. to use it? So there's value there, but there's not always the best, um, explanation of what those values are and how you can utilize them to kind of, you know, set yourself apart and jumpstart you into that's the direction awesome that point, you want man. To And that's so true because I, I think like dental students and like, you know, professional students in general, um, they're so focused on grades, right? Uh, and I think it's a problem. I think it like, creates a big problem because even when I was in school, um, like, I mean, I, was, I wasn't super worried about grades because I knew I wasn't going to specialize necessarily, but um, still, like most people in the class, and I'm sure it's the same case with your school and most of the schools around the world, people are in there to like do well and get good grades and they kind of like lose that, you know, greater picture of what's out there and, and they don't know that, you know, maybe a, a lecture from like a world-renowned like uh, endodontist that's in their hometown like for free is like way more valuable than, you know, like sitting there and like studying some uh, old lecture notes for like a month. Um, but unfortunately, cause the, it's so grade driven that people like, I feel like they don't explore and like take advantage of these things. And that's another thing I've been like any dental student I talk to and I'll, like the same thing too. Obviously you're, um, you're a bright guy and you're going to do great things. So you're not, you're not going to learn too much from me, but, um, just like make mistakes, man. Like dental school, like you should, like you're under the umbrella yeah. of the dental school. You're not going to get sued for like perforating a tooth. Um, and so I think I, if I could even go, like I did a fair bit, I did quite a bit in my school. I thought I was pretty active within procedures and trying to get my hands wet doing whatever, as much as I could. Um, but looking back now, I think I should have done even more. So I think um, to yourself and wh whatever other dental students are listening, like, like don't get lazy and like, don't try and get like perfect grades and like in clinic. Cause I think people are scared to do much, right? Cause they're like, Oh, if I screw this up, maybe like, Oh, I'll affect my clinical grade or um, it's such a like narrow minded view of things that you gotta like sort of zoom out a bit and like, and see the greater picture and just like do as much as you can do as much extraction, surgery, root canals, uh, get your numbers up. I think it's like the most valuable thing. So, um, at the, for, the fact that you know this right now and you have the vision for that, that's pretty cool. I think, uh, it bodes well for your future that you're already so involved in the community and, and taking advantage of courses and, and all that. Cause, um, again, I, I did this stuff too, but again, it was all business oriented. So I'm kind of regretting it now. Like right. I was, uh, so I was like involved in our student committee and I was like, organizing like lectures with like uh, financial advisors and like practice managers and um, to learn that side of things. Right. But I think obviously clinically it's so important because it's where we're going to make our money and, and provide the, the value to the patients. So, um, so what's like just to get a bit of a pulse of like what the dental students are thinking right now, um, like amongst your, in your cohort, um, are people worried about like the, the debt load or are people worried about like the saturation issues in the city? Um, are people talking about that stuff yet of like, Oh, where am I going to work? Am I going to work corporate? I'm going to uh, find like a traditional associateship position, or am I going to just set up my own own shop and go from there? Um, what are you hearing or even amongst like the older, like the more senior dental students? 
Yeah, you know, I think one of the things that I hear the most is, um, you know, that people are just worried they're not going to get a job or not going to find a job right out of dental mm -hmm. school, which I think is crazy because I think like dentistry has a 0% <laughs> unemployment rate. Um, but, but I can understand the, uh, the kind of fear behind that because I mean, these days students are coming out of school with, I mean, half a million dollars in yeah. debt. Um, and there's that huge pressure to kind of get out there, start working and, and pay it mm -hmm. off. Um, you know, I can't really speak for kind of everybody, but, you know, just kind of chatting and talking with people, you know, that's kind of the general, you know, atmosphere, yeah. you know, that I mm -hmm. see. Um, you know, I feel like just kind of being involved with the organized dentistry world, especially in Washington, the corporate route is, I mean, the corporate businesses and companies and the dental service organizations are really taking advantage of, you know, young dental students sure. yeah. um, that are in dental school and especially those who are just getting ready to come out because they know they have that heavy debt load. They know they're worried about finding a job um, and they know that their model is, you know, it's, it's almost perfect for somebody who's in that position. Um, but at the same time, like I also know that private practice dentistry and owning your own business or even associating with somebody who has a private practice mm -hmm. or doing a residency yeah. is also alive and well, like in our country yeah. and um, throughout the world. So, you know, I don't think that that gets as much attention these days um, as the corporate route, just because the corporate you know, route has so much resources that they're pouring into attracting dental yeah. students. Um, so, you know, it, who knows, you know, like I know that I want to be my own boss and I know that I want to run my own company and do things my yeah. own way. Um, some people just want to do the dentistry and go home at the end of the day, you know, um, and flip the switch off and, and do something yeah. else. And, and both things are great for everybody, but, um, you know, it's definitely something that we need to pay attention to because I think the corporate route can really change dentistry in the future. Um, and I've seen it in my wife's profession, um, you know, in optometry, they are, you know, they've been kind of taken over, overrun by, uh, you know, the corporate yeah. uh, boogeyman, <laughs> so to speak. And ultimately patients pay for yeah. it, right? Like it comes down on the patients. You get, you know, 10, 10 minute or 15 minute um, exams. It's not thorough. It's not the best. And you don't leave really thinking that and you get a different story. doctor every time or every other time you're back. Exactly. It's just, yeah, it's different. And I think you're right. Like you, most dentists will find a job after graduating. Um, but I think the difference has become like the quality of the jobs. I think it's harder to get like a good job, um, like a good job where you have like mentorship. Um, and enough like patient flow to like stay busy and like do procedures to get better. Uh, especially in the big cities, right? Like if you, like you said, if you, if you leave sure, the yeah. city, like you're fine, like there's no issues at all. But uh, if you want to stay like in downtown Seattle or downtown Toronto or um, like San Francisco or anywhere like that, like it's just going to be, it's going to be hard. Right. Uh, so I think the corporate model is like an easy out for a lot of people because uh, it gives them that baseline to have that job. They're making that sort of that guaranteed paycheck. Um, but I think long-term is going to hurt some people. So I think residency is a, like a GPR is a pretty good option. Have you thought, are you thought, thought about doing that at all? Like before moving away or? Yeah. You know, like as a veteran, I've always been passionate about, you know, um, doing something in the future to kind of take care of other veterans. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, one of, one of those things is working for the VA. Um, you know, I'm fortunate enough to, you know, have my education paid for by the yeah. VA. Um, and I don't owe them any time back, but you know, 
if you, the more you talk to other vets, you yeah. see like when we get out, like vets take care of vets. Mm -hmm. And so it's, I, I feel like it's an obligation for me and it's also a passion That's for awesome. me, yeah. you know, to be around other veterans. I also feel like in a sense, veterans kind of, they kind of migrate towards other veterans. So as a provider, I think you, as a veteran, you can really connect with other veterans really sure. well. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of one of, especially here in the U.S., you know, with as long as we've been spread out throughout the world and all the craziness, is the barrier between veterans who come back and have certain expectations or certain conditions, yeah. certain mentalities that only really another veteran would understand. Um, you know, it just kind of gives you that kind of push to, like, get more veteran providers involved and aware of, of the situation so that we can help each other out. And of course, later on down the road, you know, when I, uh, when I start a practice of my own, I definitely want to, um, you know, have, you know, days or certain times during the year where I come, where I see veterans for free and, and do care they need. I, actually, I was listening to the Dental Outliers podcast yeah. and they had the denture queen yeah. on there and she was talking about how she does dentures for free for, uh, for veterans or, or just for anybody, you know, every single year. And it's the coolest idea. And I think that would bring me a lot of That's joy. That's so valuable, it, man. So. If you can, um, I mean, if, even like in this year, I've been, uh, obviously once in a while you come across that person, um, you know, who like genuinely can't afford it or they're having some hardship. Um, and there's like no better feeling man, to like, than to like do that for free or, uh, to help somebody out. I think it's like so viable that we get to share, um, like our skill set and just like provide value for people like that. So I think it's very noble. I think you're going to, it's going to be uh, a huge source of like, like satisfaction for you. I think because people get burnt out, right? So if you're working hard and you don't have these highs of like satisfaction coming in from doing great things like this and giving back to the community, um, I think it will affect you. So I think it's really cool. And I think it's a great idea. Um, I know like, I know a lot of like, like Mark Costas, for example, I know he owns like a bunch of offices and he does like a free day once in a while as well. Um, so patients come in and he just offers that for free. So uh, I think that's something that I, I will do for sure too when I have my own practice and uh, maybe do like, yeah. you know, like every like once, like for every uh, the quarter or something, do that. Um, or even like, um, I was thinking of like linking up with like a charitable organization, like a local church or a, a mosque or whatever and saying like if there's anyone like truly in need then like pass them along to me and i'll like i'll take care of them type thing um i think that stuff like it's it's pretty cool it's cool that we get to do that yeah absolutely i mean there's so many resources out there too that it will pay for all the materials yeah. they'll, they'll pay for all the materials and everything they just need providers to do yeah. the work um, and, and so i think it's great like i you know i surround myself with a lot of people who are really passionate about um outreach in that way and the thing about the issue with the veterans is crazy because, you know, you would expect that when a veteran, you know, gets their disability rating and they start to get care yeah. from the VA, that they'll get full body care, but they, they only get medical care. They don't get dental care as a side of that, unless you have a condition that's specifically related to your mouth. Yeah. Um, and, and as we know, like PTSD and, and other conditions, mm -hmm. um, you know, they can cause TMJD, yeah. um, you know, attrition and all kinds of other stuff. They can cause dental conditions, but they don't, they don't get dental. It's crazy. Like the teeth aren't like considered a part yeah. of the body. Like, it's just like, yeah, absolutely. And, and that's a, like, that's a huge I, thing. I don't, I don't know about up in yeah. Canada, you know, how you guys handle it with your healthcare system, but you know, down here, it's like, two yeah, separate like things so, I mean, we have universal healthcare here, but it, it doesn't include teeth. So it's like, um, or your yeah. eyes. So like optometry, like physiotherapy, uh, dentistry, and like 
chiropractor and stuff is not covered at all by our health, uh, like our healthcare. So um, that's all privatized. So it's interesting. It's weird that like those certain like body parts are like it's considered different <laughs> to like overall health. So that's good stuff. And um, so just to like wrap things up a little bit, um, I, I see you're pretty active like on the Instagram thing. So I know obviously. We, we talked about it a bit earlier and it's like a, a means for you to like share your, share your work to get that feedback. Um, but is there anything else like from a marketing or like personal branding side of things? So that's something like I'm pretty interested in these days is reading up about, you know, that, that side of it. Um, is there anything you hope to do with that? Like as you graduate to like transition your page into like, you know, sort of a, a marketing play to get patients to come to your practice or to come to you specifically um, or even as a platform to like spread your message um, to other other patients that or veterans that you want to sort of like reach out to, because um, it's it's become a pretty powerful tool, and I think it's it, you, you can sort of go like multiple ways with it. You can use it to like interact with the dental community, or you can uh, use it to like interact with the, like the community at large type thing. Um, so, do you have any sort of goals or uh, anything you want to do with that in the next few years as you graduate, or uh, you haven't really thought that far ahead with it? Um, you know, I, I've never really focused on, you know, how many followers I have or, or whatnot, you know, I really utilize it as kind of like my own personal journal or portfolio really so that I can kind of look back and see my yeah. progress over time. Um, and again, like I said, it just gives me that outlet to kind of like step back and pause and do something like creative mm -hmm. in a way. Um, so that I don't have to sit there in the, in the preclinic and just grind away all yeah. day long. But <laughs> You know, at the same, you know, and that's great. I think that's, it, it really works to connect you, you know, with other professionals in the field um, to get feedback in that sense. Like we talked about, it really helps you to have that portfolio um, that shows kind of what you're capable of doing. And even, even if like when you start, you're not the greatest and your hand skills really aren't yeah. there. Um, it shows that like you progressed over time. And, and I think that's really valuable if you are interested in going into a residency program or you are interested in um, associateship and you do want to show somebody your work, I mean, you have it right yeah, there. Perfect. And you, you yeah. know, like people sit around all day long and just flip through their phones and look at other people's Instagram. It's like, why aren't you doing what they're doing? Because they obviously are sitting there and they have your attention. Yeah. So, you know, do something, to get their attention. So it works kind of to benefit me in a sense, but I'm not, I've never really been concerned about that. I feel like in a marketing sense, if I'm doing what I'm doing and I'm doing what I love um, and I'm doing it um, for reasons that are important for me, the marketing side of things will come. Like people will just see that and they'll notice it and they'll kind of, they'll want to be um, involved in some way. The biggest reason that I do it is, you know, to motivate other people to get involved. We do a lot of stuff at the University of Washington to get, uh, you know, minority pre-dental students motivated to actually like take that extra step and actually go into the field, whether they want to go into medicine or dental yeah. or they want to go into pharmacy, you know, like diversifying the field is extremely important, um, especially as the world diversifies. Yeah. So, you know, that's kind of one of my messages and that's kind of one of the things that, that I like to be involved in. And, and there's tons of pre-dental students on Instagram and on Facebook and on Snapchat. So showing them like being available to them um, and answering questions from them and then just showing them kind of like your own struggle as you go yeah. through um, is invaluable to them. Um, other dental students like my colleagues um, have come up to me and said like, Hey dude, that 
you know, that MOD that you did that you posted, like, yeah, I used that during the exam <laughs> as like an outline that I, so I knew what I needed awesome. to do and it was really yeah. helpful. And that, and that's like super humbling for me is to be able to help out like my own colleagues yeah. um, and to kind of give them, uh, you know, whatever it is they need to kind of take that extra step and get better. I'm in competition with a couple of my close buddies at school. We're always just like fighting over grades and like showing each other <laughs> our preps and whatnot. And like, we just push each other that's to so go harder and harder, harder. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, so, you know, like it's all part of that and it all goes back down into the Instagram thing is like, what I'm really doing is kind of for everybody else. Like I said, like I want everybody else to love what they do as much as I do. And if I can project that through like my platform, I think everything else will kind of come, you know, on its own. Um, but you're right. It's definitely, you know, something that, that is a great tool for marketing and it makes you available to, to everybody, um, to your patients as well. They can see, you know, the type of person that you are. And, and that's the most important thing is having that patient, that can connect to you and you know, who relates to you. They understand whatever, if, if, if you're humorous, you know, they understand your yeah. humor and they want to be involved mm -hmm. with you. If, if you're just really good at what you do and they want the best care, the best treatment, like they'll see that. So I think it all just comes ultimately as long as you're doing whatever you're doing um, and your reasons are, are That's your awesome. own. And I, I love that, man, because I, like, I'm the same as you. Like I, and it, it goes beyond dentistry. Like nowadays, like now that I'm started, like I'm, I've entered the profession and I'm like doing something that I know I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life. And I, I love doing it. I get so excited. Like even like if I'm like watching TV and some guys like juggling and he just loves like juggling, like whatever it is, man, like I just get so pumped. Like when I see someone like who's like truly like passionate about like whatever their craft is. Um, and I just like, I just want to be involved with it. That's why I kind of jumped on and I'm, um, I started the page and I started the podcast just to like talk to people that were like like-minded and, and uh, want to do cool things and, and like are passionate about their job. Right. Um, cause it's funny. Like I, I reach out to some people and they're just like not interested. Like it's just like, and I, it's, it's like cool. Like well, I mean to each their own, but like, they're like, Oh, I don't, I don't want to like talk or I don't want to be like public about my stuff or I, um, but I think that like, like-minded people will find themselves eventually. And, and, um, I think I hope that like these relationships that we, uh, we build, uh, through the podcast and through Instagram, uh, sort of like go along with like, follow us throughout the, throughout our career and, and like serve as a way of like motivating each other and inspiring each other to do better work. Um, I think since I've started, like there's so many people I've met and uh, interviewed and they're just doing like amazing, like dental work, um, like around the world. Like I talked to a guy, uh, he's really, uh, does great work. Uh, Omar Rakin. Uh, he's in Dubai right now. Um, like amazing, like aesthetic dentist. If you haven't seen his page, definitely check it out. Um, so he's cool. Like we had a full, like nerd out podcast. We just talked an hour about like, rubber dam and like isolating and like how he like uses like his uh sectional matrix and how he like does his composites and everything so um it's a cool platform i think it's if it's something like i think you'd be pretty good at it too i think if you want to jump on the podcasting thing um it's like it's so cool man because you get to like it's such a like powerful like networking tool because you get to like reach out to people who you like admire um i had a uh, dr howard fran on my show like last week i was like blown away man i was like like within like a month of starting it um he actually came to toronto um like a month ago and uh, I was in touch with him a little bit and we actually grabbed dinner together and like had a chance to like meet him then. Um, so it's like such a cool thing and it's such a, a cool community. Like dentistry is such a tight knit community to be a part of. Uh, so I'm excited for you and, and what uh, you're going to accomplish and all the things you're going to do. So uh, keep doing what you're doing. Uh, you're a super impressive guy and I, uh, I have high hopes for you. So <laughs> I'm looking, uh, I'll be following your work and seeing what you get up to as, as you sort of uh, progress through dental school and, uh, and start working.
Yeah, yeah, appreciate it, man. And yeah, like I like I said, you know, I think the the biggest thing is, you know, everybody's biggest limitation is their willingness to like open up and just yeah. make themselves vulnerable and to share. And like you said, like doing this podcast, I think it's great. I didn't even know about your podcast until you just hit me mm-hmm. up uh, the other day and said, "Hey, I do this podcast." But it's incredible because you reach out in a way that's, you know, relevant to today's like modern day new dentist or even dental student who's going to be graduating soon. And the things that you're talking about is, you know, like right up the alley of of modern day new dentists. And and so I'm definitely going to be, you know, listening to all your podcasts now. And of course, you know, letting everybody else know about it because you know, we got to get the message out. Like you gotta, you gotta get out and do the networking. You gotta get out and put yourself out there, make yourself Most vulnerable. Important thing, man. And you don't know, like you know, until until you ask people, right? You don't know what the answer is going to be. So I encourage most, like like you said, uh, one of the best things you said in this show was, as a dental student, like there's so much resources outside of dental school available, and I think people got to really like uh, learn about that fact, right? So I think that's a really important message, and I, and you actually you actually motivated me. I'm going to start to spread that message a little bit more. Um, cause it's so true. Like there's so many things that even like online CE courses and like even YouTube, just get on YouTube and like watch people do stuff. Um, we're lucky like we're in such an age of like content creation that everyone's just posting everything. So, um, you can learn really quickly how to like, uh, be good at certain things if you're interested. Right. So, um, I think that's awesome. And yeah, podcasting, I mean, not even just mine, like mine's like a pretty small time one. There's so much like amazing podcasts out there that I listen to like, um, and all throughout dental school. And I think that's one like a massive resource that dental students should get onto as well. Uh, cause you can, uh, you hear like the experts around the world, uh, especially on the bigger podcasts to get some of the uh, bigger names out. Um, but I think it's, it's such a valuable learning tool. So I think it's like, it's better than like listening to music or, or whatever, but you need the break as well. But I think like, you know, I, I go all in like you do, it seems like, so, um, that's like all I consume when I drive to work or at the gym or whatever. So, um, I think that's awesome, man. So thanks a lot for coming on and, um, and, uh, yeah, enjoy your last few days of your vacation. Hopefully the weather stays nice for you. No uh, tropical storms or anything while you're down there. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see you back in school and, uh, seeing what you're going to be posting up. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks brother. Appreciate it.